the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. This is Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Brian Oena and I'm 11 years old. Coming up on Ha Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Agnes Maluleke. She is a creator of carnivores at the Johannesburg Zoo. I will be speaking to her in a little while. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth. And you will be able to win a voucher to go to the Johannesburg Zoo. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you just want to say ha. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019 and please sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. So get ready for an, a very exciting show on Ha Kids today. Stay tuned. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Brian Oena and I'm 11 years old. I have Agnes Maluleke with me from the Johannesburg Zoo. So send your questions to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Agnes. Good afternoon and good afternoon to all the listeners. <laughs> and what is a carnivore curator? A carnivore curator is a manager of meat-eating animals. So it's we basically have divided the zoo into different sections. So I only manage the meat-eating mammals, not reptiles and not birds, just mammals that are eating meat. Okay, got that straight now. <laughs> what made you want to become a carnivore curator? Because I'm very passionate about animals and I'm a hard worker. And from childhood, I always wanted to work with animals. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. So, so it's like your style to be with animals all the time and everything. To me, uh, working with animals, it's, it's, uh, it's like a hobby. And it's a plus because I'm getting rewarded for doing that. Wow. What do you need to study in order to do this job? Or do you need to study anything at all? Uh, you should definitely have metric and you need to study further. You can do a national diploma in nature conservation or any BA or BSc degree um, with natural science. So you can either do BSc in zoology or BSc environmental management, anything in uh, natural science should be adequate for you to, to get the job. Okay. Could you please tell our listeners what a BC a BC is, whatever it is? <laughs> it's, it's actually a Bachelor of Science. So you basically need to be good at mathematics and also in physical science. And if you want to do, um, if you're not very good with maths and physical science or chemistry, you can actually do a um, National Diploma in Nature Conservation, mm -hmm. which the requirement is you should be very good in uh, uh, biology. Oh, okay. So uh, I would say the opportunities are endless. So it depends what you're good at. But obviously when you come with a National Diploma, you don't have the same weight as someone who comes with a Bachelor of Science. Yeah. So you, you're going to have to work very hard. 
What are the rules for the zoo? Um, no pets allowed in the zoo. So I know most of you have uh, nice cute dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, please don't bring it to the <laughs> zoo because we don't want your our disease to in, I mean our animals to infect your animal and we don't want your animal to come and infect our animals mm. and you're not allowed to bring any plastic toys and you you cannot you're not allowed to bang on the windows because you're freaking out our animals mm. <laughs> and you're not allowed to drink in the premises because intoxicated people tend to behave uh, abnormally and you can be putting uh, our animals or the other zoo patrons in danger. And you can't come in a scooter or bicycle in the zoo and you cannot even play soccer in the zoo. Okay. <laughs> Very important rules, guys. Why can't you do all this stuff in the zoo? Most of those plastic toys end up inside the enclosures and we have lost quite a number of animals from Oi. eating those uh, toy um, plastic toys. Oi. So we don't want those toys to end up in, in our enclosures. And your scooters and bicycles, you can end up getting overexcited and knocking down other kids. So we just want uh, families to come and enjoy themselves and not cause any harm or danger to other zoo patrons and to the animals. Very important. Do you wear a specific uniform uh, while you're working and when you go out? Yes, we do. Um, our tops is basic. Um, I mean, we, we wear either a T-shirt or a shirt uh, that is brown, like different shades of brown, but it's always branded. So because we are a municipal-owned entity, so we have three logos on our uh, uniform. Um, we have City of Joburg logo. We have Johannesburg Zoo logo. We recently uh, meshed with City Parks. So we have Johannesburg City Parks logo as well on mm -hmm. our uniform. And we we also have um, a green trousers, but different shades of green. And... It depends what kind of job do you do. So our shoes uh, ranges from uh, normal safety boots to high tech. Mm. Okay. Um, how big is the property altogether? It's 54 hectares. Wow. So it's quite big. That is very big. Not just big. It's very big. So you, you can't come to the zoo wearing high heels because it's <laughs> going to be very uncomfortable for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, how many years has the zoo been open for? Um, we're going to be celebrating our 114 wow. years of existence on the 22nd of March. So basically this whole month of uh, March, we will be celebrating um, the zoo birthday. Wow. Wow. That's a long time for a zoo. To wow. 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 Okay, um, do you rescue animals from the wild? Yes, from time to time we do. Um, it's either we get a call that there is a free-roaming animal out there that needs a home 
or it will be the public members that have picked up a free rooming animal that is either injured or is a, a young one that still needs the mother's care and bring it to the zoo and we will take care of it. So since you said before you're going to celebrate on the 21st of March, I think it was that, what are you doing to do that? What are you doing to celebrate? We have a very long program. We decided we're not going to say we celebrate in the zoo birthday on the 22nd of March. So for the whole month of March, we will be celebrating uh, the zoo birthday. So you just need to check into our website. We have different activities Um especially on weekends and public holidays, that you can come and enjoy yourself in the zoo with your family. Okay. Um, do you host functions or parties for little children? Yes, we do. Uh, we've got about eight venues, eight different venues. Um, it's from a conference center to an open lawn, and it accommodates, um, I think, as little as uh, 50 people to up to 3,000 people. So it depends what kind of a function you want and how you want the venue to be, if you want to bring the, uh, the marquee or you want a building where you'll be cooking and all that. Okay. Um, do you have more than one job in the zoo? Yes, we have different kind of jobs. Uh, we have uh, quite a number of departments. We have the animal department, which is... Um, the department uh, that I work under. And we have horticulture department because we have to maintain our garden. And we have maintenance department. They do our technical work like uh, fixing the best pipes, uh, maintaining the buildings and all that. And we have finance department because you have to come, you have to pay coming into the zoo. Mm -hmm. So they are managing that part of um, uh, the zoo. And we have veterinary department. Um, which is uh, we have three vets on site and the vet nurses and also the attendants. So they're taking care of the sick animals and other um, preventative medicine uh, for the animals. And we also have human resource department because we have people working in the zoo. So there has to be a department that caters for the needs of people who are working in the zoo. Very important. Um Let's say you rescue an animal from the wild. Who comes up with the names for all those animals? Um, the zookeeping staff. Oh. When an animal comes, um, we look at the animal's personality because it differs from one animal to another. So the name is more likely to be based on that specific animal personality. Or we we sometimes run the competition to name the animals. So we'll open it for the publics and you'll have to give us a name and the meaning behind the name and the winner gets a certain prize. Wow. Wow. Um, how many animals do you have in the whole entire zoo, if you know? We have 2,277 animals. Oh, my gosh. Are you being serious? Yes. <laughs> that is a lot. Yes. <laughs> How many animals do you specifically work with? I work with 83 animals. That's also a lot to work with. We're going for a short break now and we'll be back. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM.
This is Five Kids, Four Kids, Five Kids. My name is Brian Oena and I'm 11 years old. We got an SMS. Thank you to Avadia. Ha, it says, Ha, I'm so excited for today's show. Good luck. Tell Mandy I say ha. <laughs> um, today I have Agnes Maluleke with, with me in studio from the Johannesburg Zoo. If you have any questions for her or if you just want to say hi, send an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019 or call us on 010-140-3020. Let's carry on with the questions, okay? Um, do you have a favorite animal in the zoo? Yeah, that's a difficult question to answer. I love all animals. <laughs> so, and being a curator, it means I have to cater for all animals. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it would be fair for me to have a specific favorite animal. Love them all. It's very special. Yeah. Very um, Do you have to give each of the animals a specific, that you work with, a specific meat, or do they all just eat the same kind of meat? Nope. Uh, the zoo has um, nutritionists. So she actually develops a diet sheet for each and wow. every animal in the zoo. So for these 2,277 animals that we have, wow. uh, she develops a diet sheet for a specific species. And some animals, if she has developed a diet sheet for lions, it might not work for all lions because some are fussy eaters. Yeah. So she will have to develop a specific one for that specific one. It must take a long time. Uh, not really. Um, I think we're operating with a lot of qualified and passionate people. Oh, so a lot of and people so they, they come with that passion and experience so it doesn't take too much time for them to Uh. put all that information together Uh. and we're working very close with them because we give them feedback as to uh, what works and what doesn't work Uh, where do you get all the meat from we've got different suppliers that are supplying us uh, with different kind of uh, products um, because we feed variety of, of meat so we feed from Chicken, um, rabbits, guinea pigs, beef, horse meat. Mm-hmm. So we don't have the same supplier for for the say for for all those. So it's different supplier depending on what we need. Yeah. Um. What is the rarest animal that you have in the whole entire zoo? It's a scimitar horned oryx because it's extinct in the wild. So yeah. it's an antelope kind of an animal. With long horns and white mm-hmm. in color, <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 very unique uh, species that you'll see. You wow. won't miss it when you come to the zoo. Okay, wow, that is such a funny looking animal. Um, what is the funniest thing that has happened to you while working with the animals? Ah, uh, um, I joined the zoo in two thousand and four. And when I started working in the zoo, I I was working with uh, reptiles and fish, but I will help out at the primate section on weekends. Mm -hmm. So one weekend, um, one of the snakes didn't shed off all the skin, Uh and I had to soak it in warm water. (gasps) 
When I take it out, then it put on my uniform. Oy. So then I had to change into my own clothes because I didn't have an extra uh, clean uniform. So when I went to let the primates out, it was the orangutans, I think. I opened Oy. and when they looked at me because they're not used to my uniform, they didn't want to go out. They were surprised. Who is this now? Uh-oh. And... I was wearing a work suit, so mm-hmm. they grabbed my jacket oh. and pulled me close to them. I was terrified at that point in time. Mm. I had to set my last prayer because I just knew I'm in big trouble. I might not come out of this alive. And then then it sniffed uh, my clothes wow. and then decided to let go, and then it passed. It took me about 10 to 15 minutes to recover from that. But when I look back after that, I always laugh because then I know <laughs> that animals are more intelligent than what we think they are. Mm, very important. So that day you just closed, didn't want to be with you. I, I, I moved from, you know, you, you always would respect the animals to a certain level. But mm-hmm. from that day, then I knew that they are almost as smart as human beings and I just need to treat them in that level. Never mess with an animal. Nope. Uh, what have um, have fin? What? Well, uh, let's say you took an animal from the wild, and you've finished helping them recover from what they needed. Do you send them back, or do you just keep them? It differs from. Um, I mean, every case differs. Because some animals, when they come to us, they are injured and they will not be able to survive in the wild. Say they bring in an African wild cat that has three legs. It will be difficult for it to to cope in the wild because it will not be able to hunt and all that. So such kind of animal will keep in the zoo. And those that maybe come with minor bends and and all that will treat it and then will release it back to the wild. And But we look at the geographic distribution, like where the animal, um, those kind of animal originally um, exists, then we'll Mm -hmm. reintroduce them. Um, so have you had any animals escape from your zoo, the zoo? Uh, to be quite honest, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have uh, some enclosures with very um, small barriers, where, like our tortoise enclosure. So you will find some nutty zoo patrons that will lean over mm. and take the oh. tortoise out. So you will find the tortoise uh, running around. <laughs> <laughs> and some animals like your antelopes, um, when they get freaked out and the barrier is too low, they can actually jump out. Mm. But we have um, procedures in place to make sure that when such happens, we are able to take the animal and put it back without anyone getting hurt. So let's say, I don't know, um, how would you get that animal back if you don't know where it went to or something? We have, um, I think, about 260 uh, people on ground wow. that is uh, 
casuals and permanent staff. So if an animal escapes, someone is more likely to spot it, yeah. and then we will take it from there. Good. Very, very good. Um, how big is each enclosure for an animal? Um, it differs um, depending on the kind of animal you're keeping in the enclosure and the size of an animal and also the social structure because you know that some solitary animals, some are monogamous and some they live in a group. Yeah. Um, the smallest enclosure that we have is the Pickles Guild frogs. Yeah. Um, it's under um, one square meter and yeah. we're keeping only a pair we're talking about a very tiny frogs, wow. like a male is about 22 millimeter and the female is about 29 millimeter. So, and the biggest one that we've got is about four to 5,000 square meters and we're keeping a different kind of antelopes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feed the cubs if their mothers are still in the wild? When you feed the mother, depending on the age of the calves, um, I think I'm going to disclose something I'm not supposed to, <laughs> but I think um, it's, it's one of the privileges you get for having me on air. Uh, we've got the lion calves and the mother. So in cases where the mother is able to look after the calves, uh, she is the one that teaches the calves how to eat. So whatever that she eats, the calves will actually like mimic her and slowly start nibbing on that meat that she eats. And then eventually they they learn to actually um, get their own. So if in, in the wild... They will, she will then teach them to hunt, mm-hmm. but in captivity, then will then give them their own uh, meat to eat. Yeah. Um, so it's like school for them, like learning stuff. Yes, that's why uh, the mother has to stay with the cubs for an extended period of time, yeah. so that they learn everything that they need um, to know for survival. Mm. Um, do you take groups of schools for tours? And stuff for yes, we do. Um, we have uh, different kind of tours. Um, we have schools that will book for behind the scene tour. So the be- behind the scene tour is be- you'll be going to areas where you're not allowed to to go into as you when you come into the zoo, and you will have a tour guide that will be explaining to you. How do we work with uh, these animals? How do you feed them? How do you medicate them? And all that. Mm-hmm. And we will have different kind of events as well because we, we're trying to cater for uh, different kind of communities. So this is actually like focused on the disadvantaged communities. Um, we have this program called Maspambisane. So we will um, contact the schools and if they want to come into the zoo, then they will notify us that they want to come to the zoo and how many kids they want to bring. We also arrange them transport to come to the zoo. Um, so, like, uh, can people bring their own food if they want to? Yes, you're um, allowed to bring your own foods, uh, but we also do have two restaurants. They sell very nice food. 
And no feeding the animals, definitely. No feeding mm-hmm. the animals. Definitely. That's a no. <laughs> like I said, we've got a nutritionist, so there's a diet sheet for each and every animal. So you can't feed our animals because it might not be something that is good for them. Yeah, because you don't know, of course. Mm. Um, what times are you open and uh, what days of the week are you open? We actually open throughout the year. Um, sh- should I say from Monday to Sunday and even on public holidays. Wow. Our gates open at 8.30 and the last person comes into the zoo at 4 o'clock. But the last person out is uh, 5.30. Do you allow visitors to touch certain animals? At the moment, we only allow visitors to touch the horse, uh, the horses. So we even have a brush around um, horses' enclosure. So when they come, uh, when the horse comes closer to you, you you allowed to brush uh, wow. that horse. But other wild animals, um, no, you're not allowed to touch them because they can bite bite yeah. you. Very dangerous other animals. Um, does the zoo, like you said, there's restaurant spaces and everything. Do they have picnics, picnic spots? Yes, uh, we've got uh, lots of picnic spots and lots of um, jungle gyms for kids. Wow. So, like, if children get bored or something of the animals and the anim- uh, adults still want to look at the animals, they can go to the jungle gyms or while the animal adults are still eating, you can go to the jungle gyms. <laughs> um, how does mo- modern technology help the, the zoo? Um. I think that is one area that we haven't explored fully because uh, there's cost implications to it. Uh, I would say that they, there's still a lot that we can actually do uh, to utilize the modern technology. Like we are privileged to have a lion in the enclosure and we know he's going to give birth. So if we had all the technologies in place, we should be able to put a, cam- a spy camera wow. there to see what time did it give birth and mm-hmm. how did it give birth. And another thing that we can also do is when you come into the zoo, uh, we can have an app where you can upload the zoo map onto your phone wow. and you can actually locate. It will work like a GPS inside the zoo. If you want to go to a specific enclosure, it will take you there. So I think there's still a lot that we can do. But the good thing is we do have a Wi-Fi. <laughs> so you can actually like uh, check more details of the animals that we have <laughs> while you are in the premises. So like, but, uh, before you said the camera in the thing, uh, do you make the camera visible to the animal or like you it can't be seen? Um, spy camera has to be a bit small and a bit far from the animals because some animals are very inquisitive. Yeah. So if you are to plant something inside the enclosure, they will definitely tamper with it. So it has to be small. It has to be located to the area that is out of the enclosure. And that is actually a wish list. It's not what we have in place at the moment. Uh. It's something that we are uh, looking into, uh, we, we want to put in place so that we can actually help the researchers out there as to how things um, uh, actually take place. Okay. And we have the audio-video uh, thing at the moment. Uh, we 
we we're still at the initial stage of the project. So when you go to the tiger enclosure, the pachyderms, like your elephants, hippos, and rhinos, you can actually like um, hear the sound of animals, wow. and it also educates you about um, those specific species. Wow. So we're hoping to have that in all enclosures around the zoo. That's like I said, there's cost implications, so the project can take years to, to actually like complete. Yeah. Um, how could somebody contact you or the zoo? Contact, contact the zoo if they want to. You can contact us at uh, 011-646-2000. But our reception is open uh, only on weekdays from 8 o'clock until 4 o'clock. On weekends and public holidays, unfortunately, there will be no one to answer the calls. Um, What is your website? Our website is www.jhbzoo.co.za. Like I said, we have meshed with City Parks, so you can also get the same information on the City Parks website, which is www.cityparks.com. Okay, so like you advertise for each other and stuff? Yes, we are actually one organization, but oh. because we have been in existence for too long, we couldn't like uh, let go of our website because we have people who know our website by heart and still expect to get something from it.